Today is Friday, November 25th, 2022. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. And instead of looking at the top stories, the news of the cray, as we usually do, we're going to do it a little bit different on this Friday of Thanksgiving weekend where everybody has woken up today from your turkey coma, most likely. Joining me as always, Tragons Phillips, Billy Hallowell from CBN's Faithwire. What's going on, fellas? I, you know. I can't really move today. So. <laughs> well, Great. the truth is, it is now officially Christmas and no one can stop oh, me from no. saying Here Merry we go. Christmas Here to we go. everyone that I see. So and that, Billy, I know you're 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 on Team Christmas. Go ahead. I am. It. I am. I like to I like to try to tease you about it, but I'm probably worse than you are. So right. whatever. Right. It's been Christmas since August. Since 1st. at least I was going to say since at least mid August, it's been right. Christmas. Trey's had his lights up since July and um, <laughs> hasn't taken them down. And then you know, it's finally everyone's finally caught up. The whiplash is, yeah. has arrived. <laughs> Nevertheless, hopefully y'all had a great, fantastic Thanksgiving. Ate lots of food, watched football, whatever else you do on. Thanksgiving. Always, always a great time of year. Now the Christmas shopping begins. Oh, right. I'm done. You're oh, you're done already. Well, I'm done with that. Yeah. Well, See, look at I you. I haven't even started mine, which is bad. <laughs> I'm about to wrap. I'm at that point. Yeah. So I don't know what to tell you guys. <laughs> I mean, my wife thankfully does most of that. She's awesome. And I'm a schlep. Uh-huh. And she takes I have care Piper of Piper so. do mine. My dog. <laughs> <laughs> Piper's probably a lot more useful than I am come Christmas time, I can tell you that. <laughs> But what we wanted to do here is Thanksgiving weekend. So we wanted to spend a few minutes here with y'all um, before you get back to your Thanksgiving weekend festivities, trying to get deals on items you're going to buy or whatever the case might be. Uh, wanted to just take a few minutes here to narrow down on some gratitude and things in our life that we're um, experiencing and that we just stop and take a moment to thank God for these things because it's so easy to just get lost in the daily grind, right? And be moving at a million miles an hour, and then you don't stop and look back. You know, when Jesus heals the lepers and only one comes back, then Jesus is like, weren't there 10 of you? And only one comes back to say, you know, thank you. And so we need to do that. We need to stop from time to time to slow down and just say thank you. And I mean, first and foremost on that list should be our gratitude that Christ died on the cross for us as payment for our sins. I mean, that's just it's an amazing thing. We hear it over and over, but we can't say it enough. I mean, we don't deserve that grace, but we get it. It's freely given to us. All we have to do is believe and follow Christ, and we receive a grace that we can never, ever, ever earn. So that's first and foremost before we get into anything else. But um, I wanted to start here with a story that we have actually reported on, on CBN and Faithwire, and it's from our good friends, Nicole and Wes Roche, who we talked to you guys about on this podcast and, and on the site, as I mentioned, they, uh, Nicole received a cancer diagnosis over the summer and it's, it was stage four. It's very bad and diagnosis. And that was hard enough of a situation because her whole family was going through um, just a lot. Her, she's taking care of her mother who is ill and um, basically needs full round the clock care. So she's already dealing with that, self-employed, the whole the whole nine. Then on top of that, a few weeks later, as she's going through this diagnosis, through the, the chemo and all the other cancer treatments, then her four-year-old son, Wes, gets ill after going to the doctor multiple times and trying to figure it out. Turns out he had cancer as well. So just a shocking series of events that unfolded in our small community. 
And so why am I thankful for this? Why am I bringing it up? Well, first of all, some good news. It just came out. Um, The cancer, while not gone in both of them, they just had their latest scans. And um, there's very little cancer there. It's, It's kind of retreating. And the treatments and whatever else, just God intervention is causing it to recede. So that's phenomenal news. Um, But what I'm thankful for, in addition to that, is just the community and watching the the church community and the community at large as well rally around them. And we've seen things from people organizing an entire circus and a big gym donated the whole uh, venue there that we could have a circus that raised money for this family. Um, I've seen individuals just caring for their kids and just stepping in over and over over the past few months. This has not gone away. And so it's been a blessing to watch the community of believers step in and just continually help selflessly. And so it's it's been great to watch. I'm thankful for that. And the verse I think of is Galatians 6.10. So then as we have an opportunity, let us do good to everyone and especially to those who are of the household of faith. So that's something I'm extremely grateful for and, and encouraged by watching people rally around someone in need. Um, because some, I think, guys, that a lot of that is missed today. We just get in our zones and we get in our lanes. And you don't always see the community rallying together. It's a kind of a rare thing, but I was particularly thankful for that. Yeah, a lot of times that's the the part of the story that's the the most heartwarming and the part that doesn't get told, yeah. right? And and it's the fulfillment of what we're called to do. We tend to focus on the GoFundMe's, the needs that people have, which is great because we need to focus on them. But but when people really come together in that way and the church lives out its purpose and fulfills that purpose, we need to elevate those stories and talk about them and how incredible it is to hear what you just said that you know, this is where they are right now. We've got to keep praying for, for their healing, but a lot to be grateful for there. It reminds me of that, the C.S. Lewis quote that it says, the Lord shouts to us in our pain. Uh, and I think that that's so true uh, because it's easy. We were just talking about this the other day on the podcast. It's easy to kind of get mired down in the difficulty of, of whatever trial, however awful it might be that we're going through, uh, that we forget that the Lord uses it. Uh, he yeah. uses it to bring you closer to himself. He uses it maybe to to sew a community together that has been divided, particularly over these last few years. Uh, he brings people back together and he does a work not just in your life, but in the, the people who are in your family and your circle of friends, whatever it is. So there are so many great ways that the Holy Spirit moves in the midst of tragedy and trial. And I think that's a great example of it. So, you know, it's it's interesting because... This past year was really, I mean, every year has its ups and its downs, but, but it was really challenging for, for our family, just with different kid things that were going on. And one of them was a big health struggle for my seven-year-old. She turned seven in August. Um, long story short, she was diagnosed with um, scoliosis during a physical last year. And, you know, usually you get diagnosed a little older and she's young and her curve was really severe. And so it kind of went from like, oh, here's this checkup. You know, we're just going to check her to that. The doctor's using words like this is dangerous. And, you know, her whole life kind of changed in two minutes. It was like, okay, you're going to go from being free and playing and having fun to wearing this brace, you know, 17 to 20 hours a day. Right. And so it was really a big adjustment. We were at doctors five times a week for the first, you know, six to eight weeks. And, 
you know, a lot of the time you're lamenting in the beginning and, and sort of being like, okay, this isn't cancer, thank God, right? It's not something that's terminal, but it's something that's actually very serious for her. And it could be very serious if we don't, if we don't treat it. And so, you know, we just went through a whole period of having to kind of reevaluate and refocus on, on gratitude and find those areas where we could say, wow, like God's really working through this. And so I won't, I'll spare you all the other details, but I could tell you that God really led us toward this, um, alternative sort of chiropractor who does all sorts of different things for people all over the world who have um, scoliosis. And so because she's so young and her case is so unique, he took it on and he could, he's like, I can't promise anything. Um, but she has had incredible results and we believe it's all God, you know, I'm not going to say it's just the chiropractor. I think this yeah. has been God from the beginning, but she went from a 34 degree curve in her spine to an 18 degree curve, which doesn't really happen. Mm, that's amazing. So yeah, it's been kind of like stunning. They kept remeasuring her over and over <laughs> again because they couldn't believe it. Right. So yeah. it's all God. And and I'm so grateful for that. And we don't know what the future holds on it, but, but we're trusting. Right. And so it reminds me of, you know, first Thessalonians five eighteen. give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. It's just like, no matter what's happening, we had to learn to, you know, we were struggling with it, but we had to learn to, to give thanks and, um, to be grateful. And that really did transform everything when we could get into that headspace. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's great news that it's improving, but it's our first reaction when things, you know, you're met with a trial like that, particularly health trials that it's just tough, especially with your kids. You just, you just suddenly you're hit with the realization that you are not in control, right? Um, that there, <laughs> these things are outside of your purview and you want as a parent so desperately to just fix it, to get in there and fix it. So for that, for you and for you guys to have that perspective too, like that this is an opportunity for you, you know, for sanctification, for growing and trusting ultimately in God's good plan. Um, I think I think that's great. And again, glad that it's glad that it's uh, improving. Yeah, for sure. And you know, it's a good reminder too that God's goodness isn't tied to what He does or doesn't do uh, in this temporary world, right? God is yeah. good regardless of of what what unfolds. Um, but it, honestly, your story, Billy, reminds me of of our family in a way, and what my sister has gone through. My younger sister, uh, I've talked about this before. She had two pretty significant cancer diagnoses, one right after the other. Went through radiation, chemo, all of that. Uh, ended up being healthy. Like we, she doesn't have cancer in her body anymore. Uh, and because of those cancers, she was likely going to have a lot of trouble getting pregnant. Uh, and she's pregnant now oh, uh, wow. and is due due in February. Uh, they're expecting a, a little baby boy. So, I mean, it's just incredible to see God's faithfulness carrying her through cancer diagnosis. And now uh, to have a baby on the way is just an answer to so many prayers for our family, but certainly for her and, and her husband. Wow. That's I didn't we should have named this like the miracle podcast. I didn't I didn't know it was going to be three uh, incredible uh, health improvements here. That's uh, that's remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's awesome. But, you know, I wanted to talk actually uh, for a couple of minutes about this verse because I think it's so poignant in our culture now, particularly since COVID. Uh, but it's Hebrews 1025. It says, let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Uh, you know, I think something that the Lord has been doing over the last couple of years really in my life is just reminding me of the importance of 
community. It's something that I've prayed for for so long. I think as a uh, as a, a young professional, particularly if you don't have a family of your own, and you're you're single. It's hard to get kind of plugged in at times in a in a church community, uh, particularly when you know we were, we all work remotely now since COVID, right? And yeah. there were so many places that were shut down and not gathering together. Uh, so for a couple of years, that was just really a prayer for for the Lord to help me to establish community so that I can learn from others, so that I can help others, because that's how we grow together. We're not meant to live this life alone. Uh, and it's just been such an answer to prayer over the last, uh, like I said, year and a half of the Lord really opening uh, doors and being faithful uh, and providing that community uh, a lot later than I wanted him to, right? It's something that I prayed about for a long time, uh, but it took a while before he opened the right doors and established that community. But I think realizing that there's a timing and a purpose for what he's doing, uh, like we were saying earlier, we might not get the answer that we want when we want it, uh, but God is still good. So I knew in those the, the, those years where I, I was struggling to connect with other people around me just because the opportunity wasn't there, that didn't mean that God wasn't watching and that God wasn't working and he wasn't moving in my life. Uh, he just wasn't ready to unfold what he had uh, in store yet. So I think just reflecting back on the this last year, which I can't believe we're wrapping up, uh, just to see the, the beautiful community that he's established in my life here in Central Virginia uh, and the people that he's put in my life has been a huge blessing and to have my whole family here. And again, like my sister is pregnant and expecting a child uh, that she didn't think was, was going to happen. Uh, So just so many ways that the Lord has answered prayers in 2022 for our family. Yeah. I love that. So many times as Christians, we can put ourselves at the center. That, That is one thing that I, that I constantly have to reset myself on because, you know, we just think everything, our default position is everything revolves around us. And so, you know, things can be revolving just nicely. And then the moment it falls off the axis, you're like, oh man, wh- why me? Uh, and and again, it's a faulty starting point to put ourselves at the center and that everything needs to be perfect for us. Um, it's just a whole just mindset, a whole sort of perspective shift that needs to go on to put God at the center of it, to s- make your main priority in life, not to have all of the things you want, but um, to glorify him in all circumstances and bring glory to him. Because ultimately, this life is just a vapor in the wind. It's 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 going to be here today and gone tomorrow. And eternity is forever. I mean, it is eternity. And, then, and you know, this is just sort of the, this is just sort of the staging area, right? Um, and I think when we don't have that perspective, it's just very easy to get overwhelmed and caught up with this stuff because... No matter how good or bad things are going for you, this is all temporary and there is glory waiting for us on the other side. Yeah, I think the assumption that God, there's there's sort of two assumptions. The first is that God is always going to give us every single thing that we want, right? Yeah. And I think that we all default to that um, and have to remind ourselves that God has a plan. We all die at some point, right? So when we die, clearly we didn't want to, most of us. So, right. you know, it, it's done, right, at that point. And so you're not going to get what you want always. That's the point. And I think even when I talk to my kids, I emphasize that. Look, you're not always going to get what you want, but you have to trust that God knows what is best and has a plan. And I think that's part of the mystery and also the the, you know, I think central element of our faith. And the other thing is just assuming that everything we think and believe is the truth, right? Everything we feel is the truth. And we've talked a lot about that, but I think those two things 
hold us back from true gratitude and actually hold us back from really living out our faith in the most authentic um, and also healthy ways. But I think it's important too that you know, what does scripture tell us? Scripture tells us to love God and to love others. And what does love mean? If you love me, you'll keep my commandments, right? That's another passage that that's in, in scripture. So I think it's important that we put those two things front and center, right? Regardless of the situation, whether it's good, bad, or just another day, uh, what are you doing each day when you wake up? You love God and you love people. Uh, and the rest, the Holy Spirit's going to work out. I think one of the commandments on, in addition to that, love God and love people, is to love the leftovers from Thanksgiving, <laughs> which I am about to do. I'm going to hop off of this podcast and go get myself some turkey sandwiches, ladies and gentlemen, because is there anything better than that? Uh, on the day after Thanksgiving. But all right, well, I appreciate y'all stopping by for a few minutes. Those were, uh, I, I found that conversation edifying. So Lord willing in that creek don't rise, we will see you all back here on Monday. God bless. <laughs>